It's time to focus on one topic for the farm and that's safety, but more importantly, keeping our kids safe. Welcome to Around Farm Progress, a weekly podcast that looks at issues across the country as reported by our editors. I'm Willie Vogt, your host and editorial director for Farm Progress. In this week's episode of Around Farm Progress, we're taking a little different approach and focusing on one topic, farm safety. But stick with us, we're not aiming to preach but to inform and the focus is on ways we can keep our kids safe. With many now having more time to help, given the changing pandemic school schedules, it's worth discussing. So we turn to Holly Spangler, editor of Prairie Farmer, who has some personal experience related to keeping her own kids safe. She shares those stories, but also insights she's picked up on this important topic. Sure, we laugh a bit during this episode, but keep in mind, we also know how very serious this topic is. Let's check in with Holly. Well, Holly, it's good to catch up with you uh, again, as usual. This time we're talking about a topic, and I think some people listening to this go, wait, wasn't Farm Safety Week in September? And my answer would be yes. Yes, it was. But in my mind, it's always Farm Safety Week or Farm Safety Month on the farm. And I guess you've done some writing about this, both about (laughs) kids, uh, a couple of things about kids and about your own family experience this year, where some of the stuff that happened isn't directly farm safety, but still it's about keeping your head in the game. But let's talk about that. You did a column a little while ago, surprisingly longer ago than I thought, about farm safety for kids. How do you look at that with your children on your own farm? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we did. I did a story here into the summer, basically. And, and, you know, we always joke about like what prompts a story idea, right? Well, (laughs) personal experience is what prompts a story. Right what you know. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So, yeah, we've had a rough about four months here, I would say, and I'll start off by saying everybody's fine. It's all fine. Yes. We're fine uh, now, but um, I have three kids between the ages of like their 17-year-old daughter, 15-year-old son, and a 12-year-old daughter, and we started off this summer with um, like an anaphylactic reaction to a bee sting in the 12-year-old. Didn't know, now, now we know about that, and we have EpiPens, and then let's see. I think the next thing, oh, our daughter, our oldest daughter backed over the dog. Dogs recovered. That's good. Dramatic. Then the oldest daughter um, had this horrific uh, mouth injury when we were at Junior Nationals, fell face first into a showbox and knocked two teeth out. The teeth are back in. Many appointments later, lots of grit and perseverance later, she's fully recovered. So that's good. We rolled right on in from that to my son, who's 15. Let's see, he backed his sister's vehicle into a backhoe here in the driveway and not not even do anything bad or wrong. You know what I mean? It wasn't that he wasn't paying attention. He just was looking at the piece of equipment that was on the other side of the car and trying to avoid that. And you you park interesting things in your driveway. When I read that or heard that, why was there a backhoe where you could back into it? But this you're talking to a guy who once backed into his brother-in-law's van because he forgot it was behind his car in the suburbs. So I, I can see how that could happen. So I'm on Nathan's side about this right for sure very much i mean you know just the farmstead sort of situation a backhoe on one side and there's a little excavator over to the one side and he was being careful and watching for the excavator but he missed the backhoe so there's probably a missing the forest for the trees joke yeah. there somewhere but yeah, somewhere, or a bumper sticker i don't know <laughs> right so anyway uh, there was that then like two days later he um flipped his four-wheeler he has a four-wheeler and he was they were over checking cows or something and he Again, he's pretty careful with this stuff, but he was going up a hill and he just got into a bad spot and it came over backwards. 
Unfortunately, he was wearing a helmet, as he was supposed to, and uh, that was fine. But his ankle was pretty, uh, pretty bruised up. And then, I don't know, a week or two later, he and a buddy were here. And um, he let the buddy ride a four-wheeler down around this track that he's been building at the bottom of the pasture. And the buddy was not as, just probably as experienced, you know, on a four-wheeler as, yeah. as Nathan maybe thought he was. And ran off the track, and he bailed off of the four-wheeler, thank goodness, and didn't get hurt. But the four-wheeler went straight into a tree and um, broke the... I don't know what it's called, the knuckle joint up at the front and some pretty major things. So the two of them have had some big lessons in ATV repair. (laughs) I have to say, your husband, John, handled that just the way I would have. It's like, well, you broke this. Now you're going to fix it. Yep. He told the boys, all right, you figure out a parts list and you figure out how much it's going to be. And then we're going to order it and then you're going to fix it. (laughs) <laughs> so, they did. so that's cool yes. yes and learn some lessons too about you know this is not stuff to mess around with and y'all were very 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 fortunate um and and we're not going to do this again so those were good lessons but yeah so all that to say crazy four months that you know that leads to a story right? <laughs> about how to right. keep kids safe on the farm well and you know we talk about keeping kids safe on the farm and we have horrific stories but kids like to work on the farm i mean nathan's best spring was doing the work for pre-plant and planting and then his best fall i'm sure he's had a little cart time so he's good at it and you want to encourage that it's just also how do you encourage the safety part the keeping your head in the game conversation right right and i I, you know we struggle all the time right in agriculture like we want our kids to be involved and be able to do things and be a part and all that kind of stuff but we want them to be safe Right. And we want them to develop a, a lot of common sense, you know, about what's OK, but also knowing like these kids for as capable as they may be, some of them and, and Nathan included, you know, they're, they're still teenagers and they still don't have fully formed brains, you know, and so right. they're going to do things sometimes that don't make any sense to anybody. Well, I think that parents need to keep that in mind. And, and I think those listening to this usually do. But we get so busy, you know, I mean. <laughs> We're trying to get some paperwork from a farmer, and I I am all on his side. He's busier than heck. I mean, you're trying to get that corn crop in or the beans in before weather or, mm-hmm. you know, and right now with prices going up, maybe you've got some contracts you want to fill and that kind of stuff. That absorbs your whole head. Yeah. And the fact that, and I'm sure with John sometimes, your husband and uh, other folks that we know that have kids on the farm, that's really the focus. I got to get this combine down the row and I got to get this done. Oh, well, son's over here. He's always good at this. Mm-hmm. Oops, oops, and you just want to make sure oops is more about equipment damage, not kid damage. So that's right. good. Right, yeah. exactly. But you know, one of the things I, I spoke with Marcia Saltzwedel for from the National Farm Medicine Center for this story, and you mm-hmm. know, one of the things she points out as she does every time you know, she talks about this is that nearly half, so 47 percent of all farm youth fatalities. So that's every child that's killed on a farm. You know, whether they're working or whether they're not, nearly right. half involves some kind of transportation. So that's a tractor, that's an ATV, a UTV, a skid steer, you know, and you stop and think, and that's the stuff you hear about over and over. You know, it's a young child, you know, two, three, four, five, six, that maybe, you know, somebody doesn't even realize is out there or doesn't realize that they ran where they ran or whatever and, and gets run over. And it's those horrific kind of stories that we all stop and catch our breath over. But that's that's how that happens. And it ha- it's how it happens so quickly. 
Mm -hmm. It's about positional awareness. What is around you and having a healthy fear of everything you're operating. You mm -hmm. know, you get in a new tractor and they're wonderful. We know that. Or a recent model tractor with a nice cab and a big seat. And you're like, this is really comfortable. It's like an office. It's like, yeah, it's also 35,000 pounds of steel that right. does not care about the flesh and blood that may be anywhere near it. So, right. yeah. And, and we we know that in our heads, but how mm -hmm. many guys do you know drive it auger past the power line, or the, you mm -hmm. know, or just the thing? I mean, when adults do stuff, we're surprised. I was talking to someone from Nationwide, and he made an interesting comment about farm safety, and I think I, I kind of got my attention. You know, he's recommending people do a safety assessment of their farm in the fall when the work yeah. settled down. And I said, well, why? Everybody knows their farming because. No, they become blind to do it. And we use that analogy like that commercial for an air freshener where you become nose blind to a smell. You become safety blind to things on your farm that could be dangerous, whether that's a bad electrical cord or a outlet or box for a, a grain setup, or you don't do tag in, tag out. Those are simple things. But the other thing is maybe we become, bl become blind to the fact that, you know what, that kind of gets a little, that machine gets a little tipsy. You got to be careful. Well, put the seatbelt on. Darn it. It's got a ROPS. And if you have a ROPS and a seatbelt and it goes, you're fine. You're going to be, oh, you're, you may get hurt, but you're not going to die because you didn't get crushed by the machine. And when was the last time you used a seatbelt on a tractor, open station tractor with ROPS? I don't. Right. And that's horrible. I should. And right. I put a seatbelt. I'm required whenever I do a new product rollout. I'm a deer, Case IH, Agco, no matter where I am, when I climb in the cab, oh, I hope for those days again. Um, the first thing I am required to do is put the seatbelt on Yeah. in the cab of that machine. So I think, you know, maybe we should think about that stuff, too, for our kids, because, you know, yeah. what? you you may not have that habit. But if you build that habit in your kids, it right. becomes second nature to them. Right. Well, and that's always been our habit as well for the if a kid rode in a tractor or combine, you know, with with my husband or father in law or whoever, you know, like they had to put a seatbelt on. And we used to give my father-in-law a hard time. He just wanted him in that seatbelt so they wouldn't be squirreling around, But <laughs> which is true. But <laughs> also. Well, that's not a terrible that, thing to say about Nathan. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine that he would have sat still, right, when he right. was three and four. But, yeah, that's that just keeps him in that spot. And it's one less thing, too, for the operator to think about. But it also keeps them safe. I mean, we've heard those stories about front windshields breaking mm -hmm. or, you know, you – I mean, how easy is it, you know, and even this is a rider in a combine, you know, and you go down into a, a washed out place or a hole or a whatever, and that whole combine rocks forward and you just go woof, <laughs> forward. You're, you're glad there's a steering wheel ahead of you. to Exactly. Exactly. And you don't have that in the passenger buddy seat. So that's why the seatbelt's important. That's great. Did you pick up any other tips? Yeah, for sure. She referred me to this. It's a fantastic website that they put out, cultivatesafety.org. And that website has some really great interactive sections. So if you start out at cultivatesafety.org, you go through you know, the work tab at the top, and then they've got a place called Youth Work Guidelines. And that takes you to a really fantastic set of questions, right? So interactive type of questions that you can go through if you're thinking of hiring someone, you know, hiring a young person, because that's where we're at right now. How many of these mm -hmm. kids, teenagers are home at least some days of the week, or maybe they're home in the afternoons like my kids are right now. 
Um, and it kind of gives some, you know, different chores, cleaning out a grain bin. Okay, here's the age range we recommend. And then it, you can go click on that and go through and it'll ask you questions. And it's not just, are they physically capable of it? There's a lot of like developmental type of stuff. Are they able to follow, you know, two and three and four step instructions all the way through reliably every time? <laughs> yep. um, you know, is their cognitive ability more than just can they reach the pedals can they are they mature enough to make decisions do they exhibit impulsive behavior you know things like that um so it's not just physical it's their cognitive ability as well well those are good you have to be honest with yourself about that person if you're going through that questionnaire which is not easy you really want exactly. the help <laughs> <laughs> exactly but yeah just that idea of like matching their skills mm -hmm. you know to, to the job the job that you they, that you have yeah, that's true. And we know that um, there are a lot of young ladies and young men who are having their best fall helping dad and mom harvest right. and stuff. We just want to make sure that they also go on, get to go on to college or get to go on <laughs> to help farm someday. And that's right. important too, with all their fingers and all their toes. Exactly. Um, I think that has changed a little bit. I know uh, 40 years ago when I was first writing about farm safety, um, I would I was at a event, University of Minnesota event, and they did this whole thing about when was the last time you were at a family dinner with farmers and did you count arms? Mm -hmm. um, and back then you would go to I mean, I my brother in law and my uh, and my wife's uncle had both lost an arm in equipment and it, it was common back then. It's less common now, which is an improvement in the equipment. It's an right. improvement in the safety concept and the thoughts about safety. And I think that the next step is then. What can you do about the brain skips? You know, when, when you're when you're going 20 hours a day, the brain does skip. Good. No, but you're right. Like there's, you know, when I was a kid and growing up, there was a man of a certain age. If he was missing an arm or part of an arm or a hand or whatever, you pretty well knew that was in a, a corn picker. Mm -hmm. Just kind of the way the way it was that thankfully it's not anymore. Well, and he was at that family event. There were some that weren't because they wrapped up in a PTO or, you know, right. um, and we did that. The Farm Progress Virtual Experience does have a breakout on uh, grain bin safety. Uh, mm -hmm. We had Dan Neenan from there. And I listened to that. Obviously, I hosted that one, but I listened to it and I was like, there's a lot of common sense here. And yet it's still happening. Right. And so I and this isn't child. This isn't farm kids safety. Well, it is sometimes you might have a kid get in to help mm -hmm. out. And there, I would recommend people look that up and I'll put a link to that in this write-up, but, and to your column too. Mm -hmm. But I think that we need to keep thinking about this because we all want you to all, we all want our readers to be with us, to read our stuff and to keep farming because we need you. That's how I feel. It's important for sure. our farmers. For sure. So, well, Holly, it's a pleasure talking to you as always. Uh, stay safe. <laughs> And uh, keep your kids safe. Uh, we're always thinking about that. And I do kind of like the idea, and I will mention to the readers, there was a second column about farm safety, and it's got something to do with a Christmas present you think you're buying your kids. And I'm going to put a link to that in this write-up, and they can just read about it and find out what you're suggesting, which I think exactly. many farm moms might be on top of, too. So right. thanks very much. You bet. Thanks, Willie. It's always good to talk with Holly Spangler and to get her perspective on key topics. And as you heard, 2020 has been interesting on her farm too. You've been listening to Around Farm Progress, our weekly look at agriculture across the United States with editors from the Farm Progress team. Farm Progress is the nation's leading agriculture information source with 17 state and regional magazines, as well as Farm Futures, Beef, National Hog Farmer and Feedstuffs, and the new Farm Progress Virtual Experience. 
If you didn't tune into the premiere of the Farm Progress virtual experience, you can still visit the site to see more. Just visit farmprogressshow.com for a direct connection to the virtual event where all the field demonstrations, exhibitor links, and breakout sessions remain available. Join us next week as we continue our agriculture journey around the country. I'm Willie Vogt, Editorial Director at Farm Progress. Thanks for listening.